Keeping it real and raw with Patrick Tremont. Morning, everybody. It's a nice day outside, and I'm Patrick Tremont, your host here for Real and Raw with me. And I'm glad to call you my guest because I absolutely adore all of my listeners, but I want to lovingly call you my guest. So, and today, um, I was just driving in and I was talking to one of my friends, Don, and we were just having a conversation and it was just great. And, um, and I was sitting there thinking, you know, we're about to approach hurricane season. So we have all these natural disasters going on in the world and sometimes things that we really cannot control ourselves, like everything going on um, globally in the world. Um, so in other countries, but it's like I was sitting there talking to her and I was like, what? would you do if uh, you know with uh, a natural disaster coming it could be a tornado it could be a flood it could be a hurricane any of those other things and i didn't say haboob because that's in like arizona and for those of you who do not know what that is that's like a big and correct me if i'm wrong it's a big dust storm that is huge and it takes over the entire desert like it just comes at you and it's a, a very visual it's like it comes real slow I, I encourage everybody to look this up it's a haboob and i think it's h a b o o b or something like that but when you google it and you watch the video it it comes it's like one of those movies and those disaster movies that's happening you know and um, and it comes real slow, and it's as tall as you can just imagine, and it just slowly engulfs the entire city and whatever around you. So when you're watching that, it's just so surreal. It's almost crazy. And then I also kind of wonder, too, what happens with all that dust and dirt when it comes through the city? Like, does it affect your air conditioning systems? Does it affect the water supply? Does it affect stuff? Like, does your car, we know it needs to go through a damn car wash, right? Because, I mean, can you imagine going through a spot-free rinse, and then you got this big ass of boob coming at you, and then it dirties up your car again? You got to get all that shit off because I hear it's like really thick, um, you know, I don't know what it's what the components are that makes it up. I know it's just a big dust storm, so I to can speak. Read it to you. Can you? Yeah. Do you have the information on a haboob? Yeah, it's a oh. haboobs. H a b b h a b o o b s. Oh, okay. Are giant walls of dust created from high winds rushing out of a collapsing thunderstorm? Mm. Cold air in a front of a storm rushes down an incredible rate picking up massive amounts of dust and sand, blowing them into the air. Okay. Wow. I'll okay. tell you one thing. Yeah. If we ever had a haboob in Lumberton, <laughs> we are prepared with uh, all the car washes that Lumberton has. I, I, I know. Isn't that crazy? Because it's like every time I'm driving down, and we just got a, okay, we just got a Starbucks in Lumberton. I'm yeah. going to tell you right now, it's probably the best thing ever. If you're coming from where I live and you're making your track through Lumberton to get to Beaumont, and there's this Starbucks. I swear it's like, oh, it's like a, it's just like, a, it's just beautiful to see the sign. But anyway, yeah, a haboob coming through Lumberton. Well, I think everybody would be very well taken care of it because it's so funny. There's a car wash, I swear, on every, every block yeah. and every block or something. While and then, you're getting your car wash, you can get a donut. Yeah. You Wait a minute. They're selling donuts at the car wash? <laughs> Basically. Why? There's a car. There's more donut shops and car washes in Lumberton. 
Ah, I didn't, okay, I didn't even realize that. That's true. Yeah. Because there is a lot of donut shops and stuff. I don't know how they all stay in business with the competition between each other because it's like, you know, uh, my glaze is better than yours on my donut. You know what I'm saying? So what makes your glaze better? How are you going to ice down that donut? It's thick and creamy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. We're going to say that. It's thick and creamy glaze that goes on your donut, and it's just going to be... I, I, that sounds mouth-watering. I need something like that. I'm starving. But anyway, so here we are with this haboob. <coughs> Excuse me. So whenever I'm... So I was thinking about this, and I was talking to Don about it, and I was like, this is crazy. What would we do... You know, if a natural disaster happens, and we know that we always encounter these things. So I asked her a question. I was like, and I also kind of took a poll too. I went ahead and sent out text messages and stuff to find out other people's opinion about this. What do you grab? You've got, let's just say you've got five minutes to grab three articles of stuff. Okay. Now, here are the rules. It is, you can't, we know that you're already going to have your, like your birth certificate and your passport and, and, and important papers. That should already be in a lockbox, I'm assuming. Get a shoebox, get something else. And pictures are usually in there too. Maybe copies of pictures that you might have or things like that. So those are pretty much staples that everybody always goes to. But I kind of wanted to, you know, to figure out what um, would you take? Oh, and by the way, you know, um, you know, pets and your children. You can't forget your pets and your kids. You know, you're going to run out the door and you can't bring little Michael. Of course, we know you're going to grab the kids. So you're, don't. you're saying like material items. Well, yeah, of course. You know, okay. material items that you think is important to you. And I always, because to me, when these kind of subjects happen, some people think outside the box and some people really think, in a in a in a realm, it to me it's like almost like a personality kind of thing that you're kind of seeing about the person, and what they specify is to see if they're very practical about what they're talking about or what they're wanting, or if it's just very um, not you know like you kind of it's almost like a personality test in a way. So if you've got five minutes, you have to hurry up and grab it. Um, you know we know that the birth certificates, pets, your kids, pictures, you know passport and all that is a given. So take that out of the equation, okay? But here are some of the things <coughs> that I, well, I'm going to go ahead and find out from Adam. I want to hear, Adam, tell me, do you have three things on your mind that you feel are important to you besides the things that I've already done? Okay, so we're talking like an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. You got five minutes to Yep, you got get up. five minutes. A hurricane's a coming. Okay, so I've actually have experience in this. Yeah. And I've actually had to do this. Uh, Hurricane Harvey, mm -hmm. we came within inches of flooding. Our vehicles were totaled. Our you know, oh, part wow. of our house was totaled. I mean, it was So serious. many people experienced we that. We had to yeah. evacuate in a boat. And so I've actually had experience in this. Um, outside of, you know, important documents and stuff like that. Uh, first off is, is going to be some sort of gun. Yeah. You know. Um, that is number one mm -hmm. thing in definitely in that situation, because with what we were dealing with, we didn't know if there was going to be looters or whatever. So some kind of protection, right? Uh, in our case, there were several guns, but we'll just say a gun, right? Um, second thing is anything that what we consider a food item. Like we had a lot of deer meat and stuff. 
Yeah. And so we had like some sort of uh, meat with us that, right. that was frozen, that was going to ruin. We, we, we piled it up and took it with us. Yeah. Um, now, looking <clears throat> back, given the situation, right, we probably wouldn't have done that. But we had a lot more opportunity. So my second would be some sort of instant food. Okay. Like meal prep food or something like MREs. Or or ramen noodles. Now, you know, that shit never goes bad, right? That will last like a, a whole lifetime. But what if your water's contaminated? You can't cook it. Well, this is true. Yeah. But, you know, you can always get a can of like some sort of something, right? You can, uh, you know, if you're, you're talking about emergency situation, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Right. But yeah. Okay. So you're saying like contaminated water. Well, gosh, I don't know. How would we cook ramen exactly. noodles? Exactly. You have to think outside the box here. Yeah. Okay. So I would say a gun for one for tech protection mm-hmm. and food, just in case if need be, survival situation. Right. Um, some sort of instant food like uh, MRE or something like that that's already prepared. Right. Um, and then <coughs> maybe like uh, to me to, for my third one, I would say. I got five minutes just thinking around my house. I'm taking Grandma Gert. Probably a blanket. A blanket. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. For a minute there, I thought he was going to like bring like, you know, Grandma Gert. She's got to go anyway. You know what I mean? Don't forget Grandma and little Michael and the pets. You said people already included. Well, this is true. But sometimes, you know, if Grandma's a little cranky and aren't, you know, she can stay. She can just stay. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, sorry, the, Grandma. The haboob can get her. We'll, we'll come back. The haboob's going to come get you, boo. It's going to be all right, but we're going to make sure that, you know, you know you'll know, you be fine. Yeah. But anyway, um, no, so that's very good. You said gun, food, and a blanket. Well, here are some of the other options that were given to me or some of the things that other people had said this morning. I thought it was very interesting. So one person said a can opener. Okay, so I'm thinking, let's go through this. <coughs> Excuse me. If you go, sorry, we have like a small little thing, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's raw and around here and it's real. So anyway, we, it's technical difficulties. So um, here's the deal. No, it's so, Patrick talking with his hands. I know I was talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm Cajun, Adam. I mean, that's what Cajun people do. At least that's the excuse that. You know, my parents always gave when they're sitting there yelling at me and they're like throwing their hands up in the air. I didn't know what was going on, but they're like, I'm Cajun. I'm, I'm angry. But uh, did I just sound Italian? I it sounded sort of, a little bit. I, I sounded like I'm a, I'm an angry. I'm, a, I'm Cajun. Full, full disclaimer so, here. Uh, Cajuns do not sound Italian. I know. Right. <laughs> so okay, anyway. Sha. Come on, Sha. Uh, come on, Sha. So, um, yeah. So it's like. um I was talking with my hands, and if y'all ever, if if you guessed could see me, you you'll see that I'm like all over the place. But anyway, so a can opener, okay? So I guess if you're if you're if you're out in a natural disaster, you get food and has a can. But a lot of them have the pull tops anyway. But if you have a pull top, I think that would be the first things that people are going to buy or get, right? I don't want to say loot because I don't. Hopefully, we don't get into that situation. But if people are actually purchasing the ready-made you know, with the with the pull tabs and they can get green beans or whatever and they do all this, then great. But uh, and then another thing was so I guess a can opener would come in, you know, in handy. And then a knife. They said, I need a knife because you can cut anything that you might need to, you know, you can protect yourself with a knife as well. 
and, um, you know, and you can, you know, do a lot of things with a knife that you may not be able to have if you didn't have it. It's always best because they're small, they're easy to carry, they're easy to, you know, put in a boot or a shoe or in your pants, whatever. So and I'm thinking about this a little different than that. Are you? So if you're getting a can opener and a knife, mm-hmm. you can pretty much do the can opener with a knife if you know how to use a knife. You know, then they might have said a double entendre. Is that a double entendre? What, are, what do you call it when they say a double negative or whatever? Like, they, it kind of cancels itself out. I think yeah. you're right. You can actually... Yeah, if you have a sturdy enough knife, that you don't need a can opener. True, because they can just open the can with the knife. But don't that make the, day, the blade go dull? If you don't know how to sharpen a knife, you don't need a knife. But then you didn't bring a sharpener. That's not one of your choices. You don't have to have a sharpener to sharpen a knife. Oh, okay. Well, see, now this is totally out of my realm because all I know is about, you know, charcuterie boards and housewives. So I didn't know you can like actually, you know, do a knife sharpening like what? With a brick? Like you're going to get a brick and you're going to go and you're going to sharpen a knife. You can actually sharpen knives on glass. Mm, Okay. Like with a Coke bottle or you have to break it and get a sharp point of the glass? I'd have to show you. Okay. Well, we... I don't think we have enough time for show and tell no, right not now. Today, not today. Okay, but that I, I did not know that. Yeah. Seriously. See, I'm learning something now at my age. I'm like, oh, you learn something new every day. Interesting. Okay. Well, then, now here's one that I thought I had to question myself. I had to really think about it. They said socks. Now, if you're walking through water and your feet are very important, correct? The You know, your feet, you don't want them to get chafed or you know water not waterlogged i was gonna say waterlogged pruned pruned, and you don't want it to have all this stuff so if you're actually walking through water for a couple of miles to safety or whatever you're doing you're gonna need uh dry clothes of course but if you're just grabbing something they said the first thing you should is socks because socks you can always change your feet need to be taken care of because they're what is guiding you and helping you along your i mean it's very important part of your body so you need to take care of your feet so you can continue your journey of whatever you're doing i was like okay interesting because i would not have thought of socks you know what i mean so i would have done like fred flintstone with my with my uh feet and just went on you know what i'm saying shake them dry when i got to dry ground you know what i mean and then you know moved on you know now of course my feet i would totally after this disaster need a complete pedicure the kind with you know the paraffin and all the cute little rubs and scrubs and all that especially these heels you know what i'm saying get these heels job but it's like i'm totally gonna need a pedicure anyway so i didn't even think of socks and then of course now here's something a cell phone and charger you can kind of you can kind of put those together but if you have no electricity right? Your cell phone's going to eventually go out, correct? So you're not going to be able to charge it anyway. Let's just say this is continuing now for a while, okay? A natural disaster in your area or in the world, whatever. Your cell phone and charge is not going to work. Your car eventually is going to run out of gas if there's no more gas, you know? I guess I'm thinking like a, a complete disaster movie. A zombie apocalypse. I know. I'm kind of scaring myself and shit. I got the shivers. Okay, so it's kind of like, oh my God, if I'm but anyway, we're not going to go that deep because zombie apocalypse. Okay, even though when I watched The Walking Dead, remember that little boy, um, the main guys, you know, the good-looking guy. Not much help on this. I've never seen it. What, Don? Have you seen it? The Walking Dead. The main guy. He's like a hot 
cop. You know what I'm saying? He's always like sweaty and dewy, but he looks like he's kind of clean, but kind of not in a hot way. Anyway, uh, Rick was his name. Well, eventually, you know, they had a kid. He's the guy that saves the world. He's leading the pack with all the zombies. He's killing people and taking names, you know, and all this. And but he, when he kills the zombies, he actually does it in a way that he has compassion for them because it's not their fault. They've been bitten or eaten or chewed up and whatever's going on to make them get cuckoo in their head to turn into a zombie. Right. So he's seen his next door neighbor going, you know, and they're trying to eat him. But then he kind of just does it very sweetly with a knife, with a sharpened knife. And I don't know if he used glass or not, Adam, I'm just saying. But he has this knife and he's like stabs him in the head and kills him. But he tries to do it very nice. Does that make sense? He had compassion in, so, in some of the situations. You have to watch it to understand. What I'm getting at, though, is a fashion moment. The little boy, his son, had like this great ranger hat. I call it like um, the Mountie, the Mount, is it Mount, Mount Police, Mountie Police, the Canadian guys? Canadian police? Yes, that. Mounties. Mounties, right? That can be taken in several different ways, that word. But what I'm saying is, is that when you're watching the Mountie police, and he's got kind of like this cowboy hat-ish kind of thing, whatever, it's very, very cute. I tried to find one. I've wanted it for years. I sort of have one now, and it's great. But anyway, I was getting back to the whole thing. You know, he had the knife, and he does all this stuff, but the boy had the hat, and so the hat was really, really cute. That's all I was saying. And then, you know, the hat kind of goes and carries through the story. Wait a minute. Hold but on. But anyway. So, so what, hold on. So we just went down an uh -huh. entire tangent talking about some hot guy named Rick just for you to say the hat was cute? Exactly. Because, you know, look, you can go through a natural disaster and you can go through shit. And sometimes everybody's got an article of clothing. As long as you got a cute hat. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, well, I'm not saying you just need a cute hat. I'm not saying you should survive the apocalypse with a cute hat. But for some reason, this kid did it and looked good. You know what I mean? And so it's great. Now, I think that, uh, I think the little boy, oh my God, I think everybody's already seen it. The boy dies anyway, eventually, like five seasons Spoiler later. Alert. Spoiler alert, but you haven't watched it and nobody cares at this point because they're still battling zombies and the zombies are not even part of the story anymore. But the little boy dies and now the sister. She's taken over the little hat, I think, or whatever. But she kind of looks, you know, she looks funnier in it, but that's okay. We love the hat anyway. So I'm thinking, well, hey, look, what was that hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Traveling it, it, pants. It, okay, wait a minute. Yes, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So is it like the Deadhood of the Traveling Hat? Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe we should. I, we need to figure that out. If you was to look up this hat, you'll know what I'm talking about. But what's the difference between this person saying they want to bring socks my friend lisa said i want socks well if she can have socks why can't i bring a hat because the hat's going to protect my head from the sun right if i'm walking miles do i need a you know do i need a I, i'll eventually get a tan but do i need all kinds of you know sunburn on my in my head and my shoulders right so the hat would protect and i'd look good at the same time you know what I mean? So, but that's okay. So anyway, did you Google up Rick's kid with the hat? I'm working on it. Okay. Well, when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so she gets the socks. Okay. But now here's another thing. My sister-in-law said, I need a bra. I said, a bra? She was like, 
I want a bra. If you're a woman, you're, you're going you're gonna to need a bra. We didn't get into deep details about it, but she told me her stuff. She was like, of course, cash in a wallet and things like that, which, um, and then she's the one who told me the cell phone and the charger. But she, but the funny thing is, is that she said a bra and I'm like, well now here's the deal. And so you tell me if a woman doesn't have a bra on and she's running out, you know, she jumps out of the bed, alarms are going off. Shit's getting real. She runs out and does she have to have a bra? Is a bra going to change her life if she doesn't have one. I mean, no, because you can still sit there and just kind of be hanging or flopping around, but it's not going to hurt you because I don't think they had that back in the caveman days. They didn't have a bra. So, and those women did just fine. You know what I'm saying? They're, I mean, they're, they're, uh, you know, making meals on rocks, right? And so if they're doing all that and they're braless, then that's fine. You know what I mean? So, I didn't understand her concept of needing a bra, but anyway, she said that that was one thing she was going to grab, that she would need a bra. Oh, he pulled up. Not the hat. That. Oh, my God. That is like so fast. It, it's cool, isn't it? I mean, seriously. Now, Rick, I think Rick had it first, okay? Rick had the hat. And then he passed on to his son. The son then dies or whatever. And then now the sister's got it or whoever she is. So I stopped watching it like a little while back because I just couldn't take it anymore. Because at this point, everybody, after all these years, looks like total hammered shit. You're right. So I'm just like, okay, somehow, some way, people, there's a river that's not contaminated and you can take a bath, please. So, but that's the hat. You see my point? You know, he looks good in it. She's got socks. She's got a bra. Why in the hell can I have a hat? Uh, you know, it's equal. Okay. But then, of course, we also get gun, which we've established, and then medication, which I think is... That's kind of a given. That's kind of a given. I don't know why it wasn't on my given list. Actually, my husband is the one who said, I have a topic for you that I think would be really, really good. And he was like, it kind of makes you think, you know, because... He knows that he's getting that, you know, that hurricane season's coming up and, hey, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that involve with his, um, you know, job and everything has to do with all those things. So we were talking about it and I was like, OK, you're absolutely right. So we already have our stuff ready to go in case of a natural disaster, you know, because I'm prepared like that. But then again, I started thinking about the three things that I would want. And of course, if she's having socks and a bra, then I I'm probably going to grab this hat, but I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to be more prepared. So I'll have the hat hanging right there. So I'm going to try to grab four, but that's okay. We'll see what happens. But then also to, um, jewelry, jewelry, of course, you know, you got grandma Gertz, you know, brooch, that's, you know, something of an heirloom that you really want. And, um, so you got to grab that and you're going to have this jewelry, but you're going to be, you're going to be lugging it around. And or you can put it in your pockets or you're going to try to carry as much as you possibly can. So and then and the, to me, this is like important items that I think that people think that they could utilize or use or important to them so they can have it in the future when, you know, they, you know, can do it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking so, of like a bartering thing. You think I'm gonna, like I'm going to be like the upfront and most honest with you on this one. OK, to please, me, please jewelry do. is not like an important item. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's significant for, like, 
I think it's more significant, like for women, because like their mother's jewelry and grandmother's jewelry, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Gertz. Sure. But for guys, <laughs> I'm not going to say that's a big thing. Right. Like we think of necessity and the precious metal of the gold and silver or whatever right. is going to be more useful than the memories because it's survival mode. Oh, yeah. I so, see. I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. So that's what I was, I, I didn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't even think of it that way. I was just thinking that they're going to want to hold on to it because sooner or later you're going to come out of this right? and then you're going to always have this treasure. But then again, if it does prolong for a while, then it's going to, you can, you, you're right. You could barter with it or, or do whatever. So I think like the times have changed a lot where we as society have culturally developed into this type of thinking mm-hmm. that has gotten away from where we began as a country, where we began as like a like civilization. Right. Like we just got done watching 1883, right? That's the um, prequel of, well, I guess it is a prequel or sequel of Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone. I love that um, show. And it's showing you like how the family got started and how they got to where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Well, so I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. Okay. But in this, it's kind of talking about the Oregon Trail, right? Oh, I see. So the Oregon Trail, you know, everybody knows that that was the main line to freedom from, you know, Western civil or Eastern civilization to Western civilization. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like that was a gold rush. Um, everybody was traveling West to try to find gold, try to find property because property was free. Right. Like that was a big thing. I've always well, wanted to do the little pan, though, anyway. Like panning for gold? Yes. Yeah, we're not on that. No, I Calm know. Down. But I'm just saying I love it because I want to. Sh- always wanted to shake the little thing and see if I can find something. I'll probably get a clump of coal, but that's okay. Go anyway, um, but in this, like, my wife and I didn't even realize. Like, there was, like, over twenty to 30,000 people died during the Oregon Trail era, oh, right? Wow. Yeah. And we didn't know that. You know, we looked it up because we were curious. And I'm sure that number is lower because it's an estimated number. Right. There's no way to know for sure. Because a lot of the um, bodies that were uh, sick or died during uh, in the journey war or whatever. Because yeah. there was small wars taking place, which was like boundary wars. Right. With Indians and Americans or whatever. Right. But at that time, you know, the, the trail had to keep going. Right. So if you had two, three hundred people in your in your Group? convoy or whatever, yeah. you wasn't waiting around. You you died. You got buried, mm. and they moved on. So there, there's you don't really know it. That's just an estimated number, and it's rough. But, but my point is, they would get to these small little towns, and the only way to get items they need, like food or cattle or whatever, right, was trading off certain items trading off okay and a lot of the times like the river crossings and stuff they had to make they'd have all of these big chests and trunks mm-hmm. and pianos and whatever they weren't making that track so all of these heirlooms and all of these um, materialistic materialistic things. things that is important to you sentimentally right that wasn't it didn't matter it's right. a necessity at that point. So going back to the whole jewelry thing. That's what they, that's what more or less necessity. Right. You know, because 
Well, I can't imagine anybody trying to uh, go through a natural disaster and trying to drag a grand piano. You know what I'm saying? There, like, be <laughs> can you, you imagine, like, <laughs> like pulling, like, pull, next, pull, come on. You can know? we get this so, thing to float? Can we get this thing to float? Okay, which pisses me off because it goes right to that whole thing. Because anything has to do with anything floating and anything to do with, you know, I'm over here thinking like Titanic. Rose could have really let Leo on that thing. Seriously. But what was his name? Michael Mitchell, uh, uh, the boy. You know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, his 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 uh, character Jack. name, Jack. Okay, I don't know why I'm thinking of everything else. That's the most common name. So you got Rose going. Alfonso. I'm co- I'm cold. I'm wet. I'm uh, you know. And she's <coughs> over here on like a twenty foot raft. I know she's over in this big ass door, and I'm sitting there going, "What are these people thinking?" Like I think uh, the the director uh, James Cameron, you could have. Uh, I mean, I walked out of there going, that's the first thing I thought of. Look, hold you on, might hold, wait hold, a minute. Hold, hold. Time out, time out, time out. No, but look right you here. You do realize Titanic was a true story, right? I understand that. Okay. But but the thing is, though, l- l- rationally, think about this. And and I'm not the only one. There's there's people out there that have said this for years. She's on a door. It, we know it floats. Somebody's going to survive. Here's the thing. This is my theory. She grabs one side and the door is going to lean this way. He grabs the opposite side, then it's going to turn to the middle. So the whole thing is, is that both their bottom parts of their thing, if they would have like honestly got on there, it probably would have been underwater just a little bit, but it would still let them bob and weave up out of that water. You know what I mean? And they would have been cold and they would have done whatever. But the thing is, is that his legs would have been hanging off pretty much. And so would hers. By the time they don't have to die, you can live without you know you know, those those limbs, I guess. But you'd be still together because they could have got frostbitten on the legs. But then somebody said, "Well, Patrick, here's the deal. I see your point because they just could have you know been rescued and lost their limbs." But then again, I didn't realize this that whenever you are in such freezing water that it starts from, you know, wherever you're, it's at, and then it goes up to your organs, and it can start shutting those down no matter what. But it would take a longer period of time, I just think. So then I thought, well, you know, we, they, they could, you know, I guess being side by side, they could have warmed up, you know what I mean, and kind of done it. Somehow, I'm just saying, in the movie, they could have balanced out, and they both could have survived. That's just my thing. That's all I'm saying. Or I would have grabbed a lot of damn bodies together, like grab this dude by the collar, this lady by the dress, put them together because they're still floating, right? And then get on top of them. I don't care what I would have had done. I would have been, you know, just making me a a big old, you know, uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, a person raft, you know what I'm saying, to survive. So somebody has to survive and tell the story. I think you have got to stop watching The Walking Dead. No, I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore, but this is survival, right? And this is what the topic is today. But the thing is, somehow, someway, you have to survive so you can carry on the story. And you can also help other people learn about what happened. If somebody did not survive Titanic, then we wouldn't know the story itself. It would only be in theories then, you know, of what happened. But there were survivors, and God bless them, and that thing is great. But the thing is... But um, but going back to these things, so we've already established all these things that need to be, that you could have to, to survive a natural disaster. And um, so we know that. But, but of course, I don't think a haboob is anything that, could, that you, you could die from, is it? 
Like, I mean, we know hurricanes, like tornadoes. Dust, like dust inhalation, I'm sure. Do you think so? You know what? If, if, it, if you are, oh my God, it's like an awakening here. It's like an aha moment. I guess that could be true. If you're sucking in enough of it, and I don't think it would totally kill you at the moment, would it? But it could cause you to have prolonged um, effects in your health later or on. The pictures I just looked at, it looks like it probably could. You think? Well, probably you're talking so. About a wall of dust. Right. But then, but when you watch the videos, though, it actually just kind of swoops by you within minutes. It just goes and goes. And then people are. I mean, if you're sitting outside people, going. You're probably going to die. Well, you know what? Some people are on a walking trail, and if you watch this, you'll see it. They're they're on a walking trail, and they they can't you know on a mountain somewhere in wherever in Arizona, and they're just doing their thing. But they then they're stuck. There's no you know it's, there's no trees or nothing around them, and they're just like okay. So they all just kind of squat they down. Had, they should have had the socks. They could use the socks as masks. Oh my God! You know what? Maybe Lisa is right. Not only for your feet and the wetness, but just in case you leave Hurricane Alley and you walk all the way to Arizona, then you can use those socks if they don't have holes in it as a mask. Hmm. Okay. But then you might need a needle and thread to go ahead and fix the holes. I don't know. See, now things can just go hand in hand. You might need a lot of stuff. I better prepare a big ass tote. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to need, <laughs> I'm going to need all kinds of stuff. But let me tell you what, uh, if anything's going to survive, we know it's going to be like cockroaches and hopefully a Starbucks. Again, it wouldn't be wonderful if, if there was a Starbucks that just still stayed open. For some reason, that's just my go-to thing. Oh, and that hat. You know what I mean? <sighs> you got to look good no matter what. Because if somebody's telling the story, now think about it this way. All kinds of shit happened. We survived, and there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of grief and whatever, and we've all rebuilt and stuff, whatever, but I still have that hat. Dateline NBC comes to interview me. Voila. I've got my cute little hat. I'll be like, oh, my God, you know, that this is, you know, be great. And I'm like, oh, my God. Hi. Um, yes. So let me tell you the story. Is this my right angle? Do I look good? Okay, go ahead. Let's film. So I had to let somebody has to tell the story of survival. Right. Oh, and then look, holding a Starbucks with my hat and I'm talking, you know, to Dateline. But anyway, all joking aside, there are I guess that's why she might need that bra. My sister-in-law, she might need that bra in case she gets interviewed for Dateline. You know what I mean? But but either way. So here's the deal. It's like we know all the things that we want to bring. And those are all very good, you know, thing. Th those are very good uh, items. Right. So and they all make sense. I think all of us need to put like a cute tote. I think I should invent a cool tote. You know what I mean? Like and mass produce them at Walmart. Like it has like not a cross and skull, uh, what is it, skull and crossbones on it, but something else like kind of, um, uh, you know, cater to whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you kind of have something on there and then just say, this is your survival kit. You know what I mean? And then have like little compartments in to put a pair of socks, a Starbucks gift card, a cute little hat thing you can do. Um, you know, of course, a cell phone. A There's oh. only a few people in this world, and you being one of them, uh -huh. that would think of a survival kit with a Starbucks gift card. Well, it can have a little pocket on the side. We have to be optimistic, Adam. I mean, you know, we have to sit here and go, oh, no, all the Starbucks, all 950,000 of them, you know, shut down. But there's one. I don't one. think there's that many. 
Okay, well, it's like, what, 950? Maybe 2,000. How many is there? Okay, well, anyway, so thousands of them across the U.S. shut down except for the one in Boise, Idaho. And then all of a sudden, we make our own Oregon Trail to Boise, Idaho, and you know, and create a new life and create a new everything. And then we're the sole survivors. I've got the hat. And then the one man who runs the Boise, Idaho Starbucks kept it going because for some reason, nothing happened to that one. And they have a lot of generators and we all need coffee, right? Because I know I look like shit in the morning without my coffee. As of 2020, uh huh. there's 32,660. See, I was close. What in is the world. Okay, well, then there you go. <gasps> Can you imagine if we got on a boat and then we were going to, like, Japan and then there were geishas that survived. I've always wanted to meet a geisha. And she's sitting there doing a fan dance for entertainment. We have a Starbucks in Idaho. And then, you know, look, you have to be optimistic. We have to think, you know, these things can happen. And it's really serious now. These things are very serious subjects. I don't take them lightly. I've, I've been through a lot of these natural disaster things and stuff. But, um, and uh, we've been very blessed thus far. And I feel like, you know, uh, that's, that's great. And, um, but, you know, and these are real serious topics. But we also, in a nice way, think that we might need to have some sort of, it's always good to have a, a positive outcome. It's always to think about our blessings. We have to really think about when these disasters happen, people really lose their lives and they lose their homes. They lose all their possessions. And we've all been through that. I know many, many people who have. I know we've, you know, had some stuff when I was growing up in Mississippi. We had a lot of, you know, things that we've lost. So I do sympathize and understand those situations. But one thing that has always pulled me through is I had my faith and my belief that things are going to change and things are going to be better. So in one way or another, we have to be optimistic. And my optimism, I think, has always, you know, got me through. So I just kind of feel like that's what I think we should close with today. Always stay optimistic. Have your you know, remember your blessings and um, never take anything for granted and be prepared for these natural disasters. And even though we don't have haboobs around here, do some research on that, y'all, because I'm telling you, it's a really wild thing to see that happen. So Google that. Thank y'all so much for listening, my guest. I want y'all to like, comment, follow, and find us on Facebook and Instagram and share on Spotify. Leave comments on there as well. Love to hear your, your show ideas and everything that you have to do in your opinions. Thank you all so much for listening to Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont. And I want to leave you with this. Don't be just a good human. Be a good human doing. Thank you so much for listening. See you all next time. It's been Real and Raw with Patrick Tremont.